Oh, look, you've downloaded the podcast. Thank you very much indeed for doing so. Um, the quality of the podcast is, I think, right up there with one of the best it's ever been. Uh, Ed Burns going to be here. Uh, we're going to be talking libel training. Uh, we're going to be talking Matt, don't impression me much. That's all on the way. However, this intro section, which Matt and I are only fully aware, you've grown to love. Yeah, we've had so much feedback from people saying how much they love this section that uh, we feel like we can't let you down completely. No, so the whole rhetoric we've been giving you about skewing younger and the unboxing, well, unfortunately, on this edition, we're going to have to park all of that because we've snuck into the Magic yes. FM studio to record yeah, this because... Yeah. Because Frank Skinner's in our studio and you can't go moving Frank Skinner. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, well, you ain't moving enough. Frank, man, no. So we're leaving Frank in the studio. So we snuck in here. I quite um, like this magic vibe. Do our, do our voices sound slightly smoother? Smoother. And more relaxed. It's a haunting <laughs> look at our future, isn't it, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> no offence to anyone at Magic. Um, so um, basically, we're going to have to go because there's a very angry Ronan Keaton banging on the studio wall. <laughs> Yeah, and if he brings Harriet Scott with him, we're all in a lot of trouble. They're desperate to get in here and play some background music for everyone. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> Burn! Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, Ed Burns on the way. Now. The Dave Berry Show. Absolute Radio. Many of you have been so demanding this evening, I'm loving it. Jen's like, can you play Barbara O'Reilly by The Who, Dave? Uh, within the next 20 minutes, that's possible. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so we're putting time restraints on it now. Hey, why not? It's the jukebox. It's wow. up to you. 8, 12, 15. It's how you text us. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Uh, playing for you next. Um, for Dave, we're going to play a little bit of hard fire. Um, but now, strange times <laughs> on Absolute strange. Radio. Strange about this. We started, we, so basically, to bring you all up to speed, not too long ago on the jukebox, uh, Matt kind of had his wicked way and we played Mike and the Mechanics. Then the following week, we played The Darkness, and then last week, um, the crescendo was Billy Joel, um, which Matt and at least two other people wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no, come Given on. Given all the millions of people that are listening up and down the country, nay, around the world on the app. Because um, people don't admit it because it's not cool to like Billy. No, 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 no. no. I don't think... No, we're not No, we're not those guys. You know we're not. <laughs> it's just out of place on a Friday on the jukebox. And it's been termed Matt's moment of musical madness. And let me tell you, Matt has found an ally and he's found a very powerful one because it's producer Amanda, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's basically... She's running things. <laughs> um, and it turns out that now Matt's moment of musical madness has teaser clips. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, well, we've got to clear it first, I mean, it's not guaranteed to happen, this song, but, I mean, it's an idea at this Unlikely. stage. An idea that's come from a listener called Rob Weller, by the way. Okay. Earlier, we played two songs for the England-Germany game tonight, or we uh -huh. had a battle of two songs. Uh -huh. Rob suggests, why not have a combined song to bring the two nations together this I like. for the game at Wembley? This is good. The theme tune from Auf Wiedersehen, Pet. <laughs> Perhaps, he suggests. What As a, a joke, I'd like to point what out. A it's show. a funny tweet. A classic Joe Fagan track. I mean, I don't know, you can, you can have the, the song at the start of it, you can have the song at the end of it, the song for the second series. I mean, I'm, I'm suggesting a triple play. I, I could, like, well, really? let's all slow down. But I kid you not. What a show it was. What, whilst Healy, I was... Waitley, Nail, Spall, <laughs> Roach. Pat Bomber Roach was a wrestler. He was amazing. Okay, okay. We're going to slight keep your request coming in, but we're going to uh, just text us or tweet us as well whether you'd like to hear Play a bit the theme it. tune to Alvida Zane Pet. Again, we're skewing younger. We're skewing younger. <laughs> I vaguely remember watching this with my parents. I think it was the thing that came on when I had to go to bed, it like was, Quincy. Yeah. But that's not important right now. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Do you want to hear that? <laughs> Shall that be Matt's moment of musical madness? The theme tune to our Vida Zane Pat. Dave Berry, not making a big deal out of it on Absolute Radio. Hello. All quick speak was what producer Amanda said. <laughs> as she'd been bopping around in the background still to our Vida Zane Pet. And as, and as punishment for that, we're not going to play it. No, don't no. Boo, you don't boo me. Coming up next, we've got charlatans, we've got the strokes. Oh, speak indeed. Dave Berry, taking care of business. Absolute Radio.
Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, it's coming up to ten past four on your Monday. Yes, the start of another week. You're doing so well. Uh, Matt, how you doing, my man? I'm very good, thank you. Um, I would like to start the show, a week's worth of shows, if I may, with Squirrel Chat. Oh, right, OK. Um, on Saturday, I took my niece, who is five years old, the lovely Alice, to Greenwich Park, mm-hmm. uh, which is where I was from. I went back over, saw mum and dad, and then decided to drive Alice up to the park. In the manor. On the manor, yeah, back yeah. on the manor. And I had a, a bag of uh, a bread and uh, little snacks for us and snacks for also the wildlife that were in the park because right, Alice okay. likes to feed them. Yeah. Uh, now, bear in mind, at this point, and this was just a pure coincidence, I didn't think I was an outdoorsy type, and I want anybody listening to this uh, in the rural areas, please don't hate on me. But I effectively found myself in a very autumnal Greenwich Park and I was wearing hiking boots. <laughs> I was wearing a padded gilet or oh, gillet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a flat cap on. I, I had the full wow. Monty on. So I looked like I had every idea as to what it was to be an outdoorsy yeah, type. Yeah, that is full-on agricultural chic. People were looking at me and thinking, that guy must have worked on a farm. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. he is. Um, little do they know. Um, so at one point, I'm on the phone to my friend and uh, asking if he wanted to get together after Alice and I had finished at the park. Yeah. At which point, I felt this weight suddenly attach itself to my trouser. Ooh, and bad. I looked down, and the first thing I saw was the horrified face of my niece. Yeah. And then I looked down even further, and there was a squirrel climbing up my leg. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, you can imagine, again, flat cap, puffy gilet, hiking boots, and me going, ah! yeah. <laughs> It's a squirrel! And it's nature and it's yeah. on me! Oh, right, yeah. So yeah. I came out as the overnight that I really am. Again, apologies to anyone in our rural areas. Um, it was like Jumanji. I felt really scared. All the animals were flocking <laughs> in because I had the bread in the bag. Well, they've got sharp teeth and claws, haven't they, squirrels? Have you, you ever had a squirrel on you? No, but they've co- <laughs> they're very cocky now. They seem to have, since we were kids... And now they've grown in cockiness quite considerably. I remember somebody, it might have been my nan or somebody, flagging up to me that squirrels were getting cockier when I was probably about yeah, Alice's yeah. age. that's when it started, yeah. Well, yeah. this is squirrels the next generation. Oh, well, yeah, they think they can do what they like. He, he would have climbed all the way up me. Alice said maybe he thought you were a tree. Which <laughs> <laughs> is very nice thing for your niece to say to you. Uh, so, anyway, uh, when Matt, uh, when you walked in uh, to the meeting this morning, mm. the first thing you said was, oh, I want to talk about squirrels. And I said, well, I want to talk about squirrels. Independently and for a very different reason. For a, such a different reason, find out what that reason is. Next. Dave Barry, right this instant. On Absolute Radio. Right now, though, it is time for something I'm billing Matt's horrific squirrel story. <laughs> Which is what we should call the podcast this week, by the way. Let's make a note of that. (laughs) Um, So I, uh, as you just heard, had a squirrel story uh, where one climbed up my leg in front of my niece while I was wearing all my country gentleman attire and it made me shriek. Um, And now Matt's squirrel story... Well, Matt, tell everybody what happened to you and a squirrel this weekend. Well, I feel like this is karma, really, because of that cocky squirrel that started climbing up your leg, thinking mm. he's Mr. Big. What did you do to that squirrel's family member? Not that, not that particular squirrel, but this weekend I did eat a slow-brazed squirrel. <laughs> I ate squirrel for the first time. <laughs> I've heard people doing this, and let me tell you, there's nothing horrific about it. It is... Uh, oh, it's like... It's not like chicken, but you know people say everything tastes like chicken. Yeah. It's like a sort of... It's like a game meat. Gamey flavour. So it's like a furry chicken. And surprising <laughs> amount of meat on the bone as well, I'll tell you that much. Um, may I ask what... Can I just point out as well, exactly this time a week ago, we were both infusing about Meat Free Monday. Yes, that's true, <laughs> And now, Matt, just seven short days later, is tucking into squirrels. I always like to offset it on a Monday, obviously, uh, following the rules of Sir Paul McCartney. May Uh, I ask why you were eating a squirrel? Oh, well, I I was out uh, because I had a a Saturday off work, so a friend of mine was down from Nottingham. We went to uh, watch a gig at Brixton Academy, and we had a nice meal beforehand. Yeah, most people go to a Nando's before they go to Brixton Academy. It's opposite. Well, we had so much meat. There was no, there's no chicken pitters here. (laughs) Not only did I eat a squirrel, I had jugged hair, pig's jowl, Haggis scotch egg, deep fried pig's ears, and black pudding. Well, I was going to ask where you <laughs> ate, but it looks like you got in Christian O'Connell's time machine and went back to medieval England. I know, yeah. Is that where you I'm, ate? I'm living like Henry VIII, mate. <laughs> Why are you eating all this? How are you feeling today? It's amazing. Just, uh, you never normally <laughs> eat that sort of meat. There was a lovely place, it's a pub called The Jugged Hare in Barbican. Right. And they they got so much different types of meat. They've got like birds hanging in the window and stuff. They really do it well. Um, what was interesting about this as well, I thought, was that just before Matt came into the production meeting about an hour ago and, and launched into this 
this story, this gross story. <laughs> I was giving producer Dave my recipe for corn sausages. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was talking about a nice corn sausage sandwich. That's what I had yesterday, and it was lovely. And then you came and said, I ate a squirrel. Well, this jugged hair as well, they do. They cook, they slow cook her hair, and then at the end of the cooking process, to thicken the sauce a bit, they just pour a bit of hair's blood in. <laughs> Unbelievable! I'm going, to play Guns, I'm going to play Guns N' Roses Live and Let Die. <laughs> anyway, Meat Free Monday. It's back on. <laughs> Dave Berry, just being himself on Absolute Radio. Uh, right now on Absolute Radio, well, we had to have a legal meeting this morning, didn't we, Matt? Yes, we did. We had to come in early for it as well. Oh, it was torturous coming in early, wasn't it? <laughs> Matt and I had to get out of bed at 10am this oh, morning. Can you believe oh, it? <laughs> no, but the legal team were very excited because they had an announcement to make, which they believe is the future of radio and a way in which nobody here can ever get sued again. Yeah. It's quite a groundbreaking idea, isn't it? It is. So basically, whoever is on air, and right now that includes myself and Matt, has to attach themselves to some kind of electrode system. Yeah. And this is wired straight into the front uh, cortex of our brain. Mm -hmm. And it is able to work out if we are going to swear or say something libelous before we actually do. Yeah. I mean, I like to call the alternative to this (laughs) 15 years in the business... You know, yeah, yeah, experience. Professionalism. You know, judgment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're not having it. We believe this is down to Andy Bush. He's such a potty mouth. He really yeah, is. Yeah. So should we give it a go? Yeah. So they so they know in advance if we're going to stay words like <laughs> or <laughs> Wow, that really works, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it doesn't work in the room, so I'm offended. <laughs> but let's hope it's working through your speakers, because if it doesn't, then we are absolutely <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like Minority Report. They know if I'm going to say, uh, for instance, that um, is a raving and smoking. <laughs> they know that, yeah? <laughs> wow! That's unbelievable! I, just, I physically can't... I physically can't say it. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that, is, that is weird. Right, OK. Um, this is like Minority Report, It is it? like Minority Report. Also, as well, which I know this is... They had you in mind with this one, Matt, but apparently we can't just go blatantly plugging products on air in order to get freebies anymore. That, those halcyon days are gone. What? Try and plug something. I can't just like pop along to Euston train station and try a lovely desirable <laughs> burger. I, I can't even say it. Look, I can't. I can't say the brand name. If I wanted to, like this evening, for example, when I finish the show, I'm going to pop round to. So let's face facts, do the best chicken pitters oh, on earth. By far. But no one can hear this. Our tongues are tied, literally. Anyway, uh, it is the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio, and this is a <laughs> disgrace. <laughs> The Dave Berry Show. Berry by name, Dave Berry also by name. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Dave Berry Show here on Absolute Radio, Ed Burr. Hello. Hi, Ed. How are Hello. you? I'm very well. So we call it the Dave Berry Show. We don't call it the Drive Time Show or anything like that. Well, it's called show, the Home Time Show. Home Time. Because we realise not so many people drive anymore at this point of the day. Oh, I see. We don't want to alienate our listeners who aren't actually driving. Some yeah. may be on buses well, this uh, is what finding I thought. their way home by yeah. another means. Or the trains. So it's that was... political correctness gone mad. <laughs> we <laughs> can't <laughs> even say drive time anymore case it offends someone. I, I blame Brexit. I really do. Um, but we went for home time. But then I thought I'd crowbar my name into the show as much as I possibly can. That's uh, that's the Peter K school of owning everything you do. There you go. There put you my go. name on it. <laughs> um, um, speaking of names, um, your new tour, which is going to be going the length and the breadth of the country, is called Spoiler Alert. That's right. Uh, I'm think I hope I'm quoting you back to you here. I, I originally intended to call the show "I'll Millennial You" in a minute, but my promoter considered the title off-puttingly baffling. Yeah. Uh, what, so, what was the meaning behind "I'll Millennial You" in a it minute? Didn't really have any meaning. It just, <laughs> it just sounded like something a grumpy old man would say. It sounds like something a, a man in his forties might say about people who've just turned thirty. I. Think I think it's very difficult to even even know what a millennial is. Unless you, I mean, there is supposed to be. It's people who hit the college. People who were about eighteen in two thousand. Yeah, that's exactly Which, right. Which again yeah. is a weird way to define anybody. But yeah. the, the the year they turned eighteen, we've never done that. With, anyway, 
I say this as a member of Generation X and yes. never understanding what Generation X meant. No, but so are just, you proudly Generation X or no, do you I'm not really care just, either way? I've never found myself fitting into any of those categories. Right. I, say, I say that like I'm some weird crossover <laughs> metal funk band that I'm breaking down the barriers. But no, I just don't understand what it means. I'm not, I'm not au fait enough. I'm not in touch enough. Right, with, okay. I don't read the right magazines to really understand. Uh, since Arena went by the board, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Since they stopped using black collar worker, I don't know where I fit in in the world. So I just, you know, there's a lot. The show is actually about how spoiled we are as consumers and how much I spoil my kids and how I'm adding to that the, the how spoiled people are in general. Uh, so the, there's no millennial connection at all. But I just, when I was originally writing the show, there was just a lot of anger and whining about the state of the world, and I just thought. I'll millennial you in a minute okay. sounded like quite a good well you know since, since I started one of the kind of missions I've been doing with the show is to skew younger so that monologue there's just undone uh, great, yeah. the great work I've been putting in for six weeks of unboxing and talking about YouTube yeah but if only we could reach the people that, who are just now who are feeling they're being drawn over from gold and they can just <laughs> they can just sense it somewhere somewhere somebody is actually really appealing to me more than this Manfred man that I'm listening to right now um, Ed you mentioned it's about how you spoil your kids? May I ask how old your kids are? What five what? and six? Right. So okay. So they're, they're, they're young children. And yeah. Are they kind of worryingly adapt at using the iPads in the house? And is that an element of it? I've noticed that with my niece who's five, and she's better at operating an iPad than than my dad is. They well, no. In a way, they're still slightly technologically stupid. Like there's something I okay. still find very amusing. That's refreshing. When, I'm here. Well, I, I, I try not to laugh when my five year old goes up and tries to touch the television and make something happen. <laughs> I go just because it's a screen you idiot you know but they're actually I'm, I expect them to be better like I'm still killing them at Mario Kart right. they are useless <laughs> on what platform though are you using like the <laughs> Super Nintendo, Nintendo oh okay oh so you're using oh, the modern, modern stuff oh, yeah. giving yeah. them all the stuff oh that's good spare a thought for Dave Berry the Dave Berry Show and actually three songs from the 90s on Absolute Radio 90s and these are your texts that you've somehow magically managed to send to us from the 90s wicked wicked Jungle is massive. Wicked, wicked. Jungle is They're massive. amazing, by the way. Thank you for them. We're, we're going to do this every week. So if you don't get read out today, we're going to keep you. We'll get round to you because they're all so good. But the one that makes the first cut start is from Vicky from Somerset. It's because she starts her text of the nineties to us with Awuga. Oh, classic. <laughs> Play and record have been simultaneously pressed, and I'm ready to record all the hits of the moment. I'll then sell the tapes in class tomorrow and make myself a tidy profit. I'll be a millionaire by Friday. Thanks, Absolute Radio. And that's from Vicky. Nice. Well done, Vicky. Dave and Matt, I'm going to be home late on Friday night. Can you record Roseanne and Whose Lines It Anyway for me, please? Oh. Also, unfortunately, I've just trodden some white dog poo from Dale in Carl Shorten. Thank you, Dale. You don't get it anymore. Oh, spilt some lemon hooch on my new Sonetti jacket. Oh! As a non, an undercut on my curtains looking great though. Oh, oh that was an amazing haircut. I had an undercut I, curtain haircut. I had a, what they called a wedge. Oh, in did where you? It went right in at the back. I can see it now. Oh, it was awful. Wearing your dready jumper yeah. and your oh, yeah. jeans. Oh, it, was, it was a bleak <laughs> period in my life. Uh, Mick in Hayes says, Hi, Mum, uh, can you please lend me £20? I'll pay you back from my YTS wages as the Eisenegger shop has another Ooh. closing down sale and I really need another puffer jacket. Also, Burton's are having a sale and there's 50% off Joe Bloggs jeans too. Uh, P.S. If I'm not home by nine, could you get Dad to video Alfreda's pet for me? If he can work it. Cheers, Mum. And that's from Mick. Excellent. Make sure he gets the, the music at the start of Alfreda's pet. It's the best bit, Joe yeah, Fagan. There's a throwback to the jukebox on Friday where that was Matt's moment of musical madness. He wanted to hear the theme tune to Alfreda's pet, which we didn't in the end. You'll be pleased to know. The Grandchild of Mary and Chuck. It's Dave Berry. Now, Ed, you are doing 124 dates on this tour. I don't oh, know if you heard. Thank you for the... depressing me. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't know if you'd heard the cold hard numbers, but producer Dave did some research. Uh, yeah. So that's between now and June. So it's, it is your mm. biggest tour, which is great yeah. for the fans. Why embark on such a mammoth tour now? Is it because you, as you've just demonstrated, you have so much to say about this spoiler alert topic? Yeah, it's. What I, what I always say that once you've written the show, that's the hard part done. And then you really just want to get out and tell it to as many people as you can. Okay. And I am under no illusions as to my standing in the comedy world. It would be great to play to the same number of people by just doing three nights at the O2, <laughs> but that's simply not going to happen. Okay. People, I mean, there are people out there who are like, 
well, you know, I'm not going to see him in Birmingham. I'm not going unless he actually comes to Bedworth. So I'm, I will go. I, yeah. I, I'm doing the satellite towns outside the cities that more famous comics will make people travel in from the burbs to. So that's why it's as many dates as it is. But and isn't, isn't that quite nice, though? Ed? Yeah. Like, and to play those venues, because I've, I've had lots of comedians on, on, on the show here, and a lot of them are, are shunning, even at the level of, say, somebody like Ricky Gervais, is shunning doing the O2 because they want they want the more intimate spaces. They want to connect with the crowds better. Yeah. Right? Funnily enough, I, I've just come from doing his radio show, and he was talking about the Hammersmith Apollo is, like, what he considers a lovely, intimate venue. Right. <laughs> you know. It's like the 3,000 yeah. capacity there. At yeah. the moment, I'm doing a lot of venues that... Uh, Jason Manford is using as warm-up for his tour. So that's uh, uh, quite heartening. Uh, And it's weird because then you find certain pockets of the country where you go down particularly well that some people would be surprised. I will be. I'm doing four dates in Winchester over the course of this tour. It's I've a done a nice historic part of the country. A, yeah, I've done two already. I'll be doing another tour. I'll be doing the first two sold out. The next two are looking like they're going to sell out. I'll, be, I'll have sold sixteen hundred tickets in in. In Winchester. That's twice as many tickets as I'm selling in Birmingham. Okay. So it's just weird who will show out for you and who won't. From your own personal perspective, when you're going on tour, however big the tour may be, this is your biggest today. Mm-hmm. But how have you changed and your attitude towards going on tour compared to when you started out? And I don't want to make any assumptions here because I might be wrong, but maybe when you were starting out, it's kind of, oh, I'm going to hit the open road, I'm going to party hard, and now maybe things are slightly different? Yeah. Or is it the same? No, things are a bit different. I, my wife, my then girlfriend, now wife, used to come with me. And we, and it was we were just a, a traveling ragbag band of <laughs> vagabonds. That's beautiful. And it was, it was uh, you know, the touring aspect of it was more enjoyable. Now it's a case of every gig you do is another night you didn't read a bedtime story to your kids. Oh, every wow. night, you know what I mean. So everything's got to be worth it in a, in in that aspect you know it's got to be either a very fun gig yeah or a financially rewarding okay gig. now you think about that <laughs> audience know. when you go along you know. to see ed so if you're a big audience it's all right you can be miserable <laughs> i'll still come back for the paycheck but if you're less than 400 you better bring it with the laughs because you are on the border of what is worth my time <laughs> uh, now ed burns gonna be sticking around here on the show coming up mail order bribe dave berry in all shapes and forms on Absolute Radio. Good evening, everybody. Uh, 5.30 is the time. Coming up for you next, after Cast and All Right, which I'm about to play for you, your chance to see Kasabian live on their UK tour, which is happening next month. But right now, well, I can't stop counting dogs. <laughs> right. Okay. I was with, as I've said on the show, I was with my niece, Alice, in Greenwich Park on Saturday, and she said, how many woof woofs will we see, Uncle Dave? Oh, nice. I said, oh, there's a woof woof, so it was one, and then we started to count them. Yeah. And then uh, I, I, I brought uh, Alice back to her mum, and I'd left, and I was driving along, and I saw somebody walking a dog, and the first thing that happened to my brain was I went, 26. Oh, yeah. And, then I, and, it's ha- and I now, on Monday, I've seen a few dogs, and I'm up to 34 dogs. Wow. Now, my five-year-old niece, she's got over this, because it was fun for a while, she's gone to school yeah, she's, she's learning about the world she is totally yeah. moved on she's talking about Paw Patrol or something yeah. but I am actually on Paw Patrol I'm yeah. going around I just can't <laughs> stop counting dogs wow it's driving me insane well it's given you a fresh appreciation of the number of the sheer number of dogs that walk the streets of <laughs> there's, this a, there's a lot amazing, of dogs I'm scared about going home walking home after the show today how many more dogs am I going to see uh, there must be something that you could do. I'm not alone in this there's something well, sometimes really it pricks your interest dogs, doesn't it but I often do note make a mental note of the colour of cars when I pass them because my two kids do that in the back of the car constantly. Oh, there's a red one, there's a green one. They try and beat each other to it. So, yeah, you know, childish games can sometimes stick with you. I see. You've tuned in to Absolute Radio for two grown-up broadcasters who've been in the business for many years and now you realise one of them's counting dogs and the other one's counting red cars. (laughs) A slight pause. And Dave Berry on Absolute Radio. Um, Ed, um, whilst we were doing our research into the other things that, that make you tick, so to speak, we found out that you're a, a big DIY enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, I have become, yeah. And in fact, you, you built a sauna in your garden. I did. did. Well, when did this happen? Is it still there? Does it work? Do you have friends over? It so is many still questions. There. It is still there. I did have to get a friend of mine to do the electric, because I had a wood-burning stove in it, and okay. that worked. It just took a lot longer to heat up. I replaced that with an electric stove in the sauna and I had an electric friend of mine, a comedian called Dave Haddingham, he rigged it up. Although, now you can't have it and the hot tub on at the same time or it blows the <laughs> oh, fuses. Oh, there's a hot tub as well. They have a hot tub. I didn't build that, I bought oh, that. Okay. You know, but you have to turn the hot tub off while you're using the sauna <laughs> and vice versa. Otherwise, it's just too much power, too much of a drain. I built it maybe two years ago now. Okay. 
and still the most sweating I've done has been while I was building it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it took a long time. And the amount of use I've gotten out of it is slim. Right, OK. <laughs> Effort put into gratification out the other end. OK. It was, I think it was really just me practising for one day building a cabin in the woods. Is it therapeutic for you? You know, I suppose yeah. your mind is rushing at a million miles a minute. You're I, thinking of jokes and stuff and you, you can what? just... I just never did it as a kid. I never no. grew up and I never thought of myself as good with me hands and I was never... I don't know what it was. I was always a nerdy, bookish kind of kid, and I always thought that was. So it was something I never even. It never occurred to me that I might have any chance of being any good at. And maybe I'm still up, but I just. I learn. I'm looking at things on the net. I'm buying books on woodwork. I'm planning to build a canoe. Is my next big project. Wow. I may start with a chopping board first, but <laughs> eventually, yeah, I'm just suddenly going. Why not? You're in your forties. What else are you gonna do? You know, build a it, canoe. Exactly. <laughs> all the other, all the things you used to think were fun will now give you a heart attack. You have to. <laughs> uh, Ed, stick around. We're going to play yeah. a song, uh, and while we do, you have the duration of that song to take part in a little feature okay. uh, that we do here on the show. It's called Mail Order Bribe. Right. So I'm going to hand you the Argos catalogue. Yeah. You've got twenty four ninety nine or less. Okay. To pick me mm. any gift, yeah. so that you can earn the ultimate plug for your tour after this song. So I've had, um, I got uh, Jeff Goldblum bought me a bin. Uh, Christoph Waltz bought me um, an ironing board cover. Uh, Greg Davies bought me a beard trimmer. Ed Sheeran bought me a Nerf gun. Okay. Uh, Roshin Connolly bought me a <laughs> a Nan chain. <laughs> The word Nan written on a necklace, yeah. <laughs> so you got... I thought it was just a term for chains that were of a certain design. That's a classic Nan chain, that is. Uh, so, Ed, stick around. Yeah. You've got the duration of this song to do it. It's Absolute Radio. Okay. Right now on your radio, it's the man, Dave Berry. Absolute Radio. Right now, we're going to break out the background music to one of our favourite features. Yes, it's time for a tiny, weeny little bit of Shania Twain. Yes, it is time for Matt to don't impression me much. Uh, online one, we've got Matthew. Good evening to you, Matthew. Good evening, Dave. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Excellent. Welcome to the show. Uh, online two, we have Jack. Hello, Jack. Good evening, Dave. How you doing, man? I'm not too bad yourself. Marvellous. Very well, thank you. It's been a wonderful, wonderful afternoon at Inverted Commas Work. Uh, so, Matthew, Jack, Jack, Matthew. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Jack, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got enough friends as it is, Dave. Just move on with the competition, will you? Um, so, lads, um, Matt's going to do a whole load of impressions in 45 seconds. You have to guess how many I can get correct. Whoever is closest will win the Roberts Digital Radio. Matthew, let's start with you. How many do you think I'm going to get? Matthew? Hello, I'm going to go for four. Oh, you're going to go for four. Thank you very much indeed, sir. And Jack, how many are you going for? Uh, I think you do better than that. I'll say 11. OK, clearly you've never heard this feature before, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, <laughs> I like you, Jack. <laughs> right, here we go. Matt, have you got your cards in front of you? Yes, I do, yes. OK, your 45 seconds starts... Good luck, gentlemen. Now. My, my, you're looking flash, Gordon. Uh, Santa, oh, uh, Brian Blessed. Yes, yes. Not Santa. We're always up for a rumble in the jungle. Um, oh, like... and, and slash and or deck. And or deck. Yes, great. <laughs> um, to say my relationship with my son is complicated would be an understatement. <laughs> um, is, is that a really bad Darth Vader? Yes, it is. Oh, that's yeah. awful. Um, it's not like you've got a cold. No, no, I can't do that. I'm 91. But I still leave. Oh, uh, sedate, the great oh, Sir David yes. Attenborough. Hello, it's me. Don't get make me chase you down the pavement. Uh, Brian Harvey. <laughs> no, don't make me chase you down the pavement and sing songs and all that. Uh, uh, is it like... Uh, actually, more of a Tottenham act it meant to be. Oh, right? and we're out of time. <laughs> we're, we're, we are out of time. Oh. Thankfully. <laughs> How many did I get? Oh, Matthew... You were bang on, my friend. I managed to get four. You have won yourself the Roberts Digital Radio. Congratulations. And, Jack, thank you for your blind optimism and for tuning into the show. Give it up for the gentlemen, everyone. There we it go, was Jack. It Adele, by the way, that last thank time. Oh, down the pavement. Yeah, chasing pavements. Yeah. Okay. One of her earlier hits. Yeah, another yeah. award-winning musician you owe an apology to. <laughs> oh, Matt, don't impression me much. <laughs> You're listening to the hip and fresh sounds of the Dave Berry Show.
on Absolute Radio. It's the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Ed Byrne is with me. He had the duration of that ditty you just heard to appease me with a gift from the Argos catalogue in our now regular feature, Mail Order Bribe. Ed, you were given twenty four ninety nine of less of your own money to spend. Well, I like to go for exactly the maximum I can, and I have found you a product that is exactly twenty four ninety nine. I know you're never supposed to reveal the price of a gift. But I want you to know I went the full twenty four ninety nine. It is exactly twenty four ninety nine. It is item three four three stroke eight oh zero eight zero nine five. And it's the Silver Line Step Up Platform Step Stool. Oh yes. for when for when as uh, for when a ladder is simply too high <laughs> but you don't want to get your own stools dirty. Whether you're decorating, cleaning or hedge trimming, you would not use this hedge trimming. This silver line, aluminium, that's right, Americans, aluminium, suck it up. Step up platform, step stool, offers many uses around the home and garden, made from lightweight aluminium, cheap. The platform features anti-skid feet, ridges, and a non-slip tread surface, more ridges. When you're finished, the legs simply fold for quick, easy storage. 150 kilogram capacity. Thank you. Is That'll that, do me. That'll that, do you're, me. You're, you're under that, aren't you? Yeah. Height, it's half a metre high for that extra half a metre that extra 500 mil between you and the thing on the shelf and the sweetie jar it has to be the silver line step up platform step stool just the fact that it's got the word step in it twice (laughs) Um, just to make sure you don't try and sit on it it's a step stool be careful Ed I love it I really do. The tour is going to be going up and down and around the country, 124 dates between now and June. It is called Spoiler Alert. As you can tell just by having Ed on the show here, it's going to be incredibly funny. Wish you the best of luck with it. Give it up for Ed Burnett. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ed. Dave Barry, right here and now. The Dave Barry Show. On Absolute Radio. Just had a little round of Matt Don't Impression Me much, and I noticed halfway through Matt threw one of the cards away without doing the impression on yeah. said card. So, Matt, what, what did you decide to skip? This right, is always interesting just, uh, as we go behind the scenes. God, <laughs> this is the DVD extras of yeah, Matt Don't Impression decided. Me Much. Uh, this is, well, do you want to know what it is or do you want to hear the impression? I mean... Yeah, I, right, I, right. Let's go for the impression. Let's keep with the rules. Okay, well, uh, this is why I didn't want to do it. Okay. <laughs> it's, th- this is what's written on the card. <sighs> How do you like your curry? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Pee Wee Herman. How do you like your curry, Dave? Because some like it hot. <laughs> this is why I just Wow, it's it. like they found her alive and well, and she's, she's guesting on the show. <laughs> some if, like it hot. If only you'd done it, I would have got five. <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, it sounds more like Marilyn Manson, possibly. But it's, it's Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> it's very good, mate. Honestly. Uh, I'm not sure. Be still, my child. It's Dave Berry. The Dave Berry Show. On Absolute Radio. Right. With their funny haircuts. <laughs> they're not funny haircuts, they're mod cuts. <laughs> the stuff of legend. Perfectly acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> to get through that much hairspray. <laughs> hey, you don't necessarily have to spray those little bad boys either. You have to blow dry it. Well, you can sometimes. do, but eventually, it's almost like just Spreadness. the coolness yeah. is what keeps it up. Yeah. Yeah, it stands yeah, yeah. on its own. Yeah. Um, now, this morning when I woke up, uh, I, I went through my Twitter feed at DaveBerry underscore tweet to see all the action that was going on. It's usually a hotbed of gossip, chat, and that kind of thing. Uh, and something um, jumped out at me. <laughs> And I'm not making this up. And it was courtesy of the Metro, who I follow on Twitter, and I was scrolling through. And uh, there was a picture of um, Pat off EastEnders. And it said underneath, Pan St. Clement smokes marijuana with nuns. <laughs> <laughs> so, straight away, I, I, I tweeted this to um, Alan Partridge's dictaphone for his ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Matt, you've become fascinated with this since I also posted it on the WhatsApp group. Thank you for sharing it, because I didn't know it was happening. I'm not that uh, uh, much on top of the ITV1 so schedule, can you this tell sounds us, great. Could you tell us why Pam St. Clement is smoking marijuana it's, with nuns? It's, it's a documentary <laughs> called Gone to Pot, American Road Trip, where Pam St. Clement, uh, Pat Butcher from EastEnders, <laughs> travels around the US in a psychedelic bus to learn about the medical benefits of marijuana. 
It's not just Pam Sinclair on their own, though. Get this. Go on. On the psychedelic bus as well, Linda Robson. Okay. From Birds of a Feather, of yeah. course. Christopher Biggins. It's just jo- Biggins now. He changed it by deed pal. <laughs> yeah. Just Biggins. John Fashionu and Bobby George, the old darts player. <laughs> My <laughs> word. Who puts this together? Woo-hoo! It's an amazing... All aboard the Psychedelic yeah. Express. And so they go round to these uh, nuns, the Sisters of the Valley, who grow their own cannabis on a farm, mm. and they're all basically blazing with some nuns. Uh, Biggins and Fashionu then eat some uh, ganja ice cream. Oh. And uh, they eat a bit too much of it, and then they fall ill. And apparently that's what happened in the first episode. What's happened to us all? I need to watch on catch up. <laughs> if you want to see Biggins Whitey, then get all over that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be quite. Doesn't amazing. at one point um, Pat from EastEnders take a hit from the bong? Apparently so. I think that might be coming up. That was like a teaser to another one. That might be on Wednesday's oh, sorry. episode. I can't believe a plot spoiled. Pam <laughs> <laughs> St. Clement smoking yeah. marijuana with pa- nuns. Pam St. Clement and, and Linda Robson, they're like the female Cheech and Chong. Driving around, <laughs> driving around America. On this psychedelic bus, imagine like I imagine like Linda's like, "Whoa, your earrings look massive." <laughs> Sit back, Dave Berry is here. The Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. It's roll blood. How do we get so dark, Matt? What were you just saying? You believe that song is about? I think it's about the night's drawing in, isn't it? Uh, they, they don't see it. it happens every year. Royal blood, you know. Typical roll so blood. <laughs> Right, this music means it is time for our regular Tuesday evening feature that is Tradespersons to the Stars. Thank you very much indeed for all of you for texting in and tweeting. 81215 is the number or at Absolute Radio. Um, for example, Wayne says he's a car salesman and he sold Robbie Williams a sports car so he could use it on the Ooh. cover of his album Rude Box. Wow. That's a big piece of history, musical history right there, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Uh, cop a load of this, Dave and Matt. I used to work for Virgin Media and I installed Adrian Edmondson's TV and broadband Ooh, from yes. Bill. Wow, that's good. But now, well, we talk to Philip. Good evening, Philip. Good evening, Dave. How, How you doing, you? my man? I'm fine, thank you. You? Excellent. Yeah, very well, very well. The show's going splendid. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. let, let's start with the first question, Phil. Uh, what is your trade? Uh, I was a heating and ventilation engineer. Okay, very important work. And now we move on to the big one. Which stars have you applied your trade for? Um, I worked in Gail Platt off uh, Coronation Street. Oh, Oh. Gail Platt, she's so royalty, Phil! (laughs) As well as uh, Carlo Nash who was the goalkeeper for Manchester City at the time. Yes. <laughs> he was. In fact, let me stop you right wow. there, Phil. Uh, let, let, let Matt do some work at last. Matt, tell yeah. us a bit about uh, Carlo Nash. Well, Carlo Nash, uh, he was a bit of a sort of journeyman goalkeeper, really. He played for Man City for a bit in the early noughties. Middlesbrough, Preston, Wigan, Everton, Stoke. Interestingly, though, he signed for Everton in 2008 and then finished his career at Norwich in 2014 and made no first-team appearances in that entire six-year period, which is nice money if you can get it, isn't it? But you imagine. Yeah, well done, Carlo Nash. Okay. He's playing for the reserves, I'd imagine. For all those you listening, I was rubbing my fingers together then to indicate money. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything to anyone, does it? So, Philip, were they there when you were doing your thing? They were, yeah. Carlo Nash was in his apartment at the time, and it was actually Valentine's Day. And I bought a long stem rose for my then girlfriend. And put it on top of my tool bag and when I went out for lunch. And when I came back, Carol Nash was there and he said, uh, Oh, I forgot, it's Valentine's Day, I'll buy it off you. <gasps> oh, no, no, wow. it's all right, it's okay. So he said, I'll give you 50 quid. Oh, oh no. I could have made it. But uh, I'd have been in more trouble than what he was, so. No, fool, fair enough. So, hang on, just, I want to summarise here, just because I have a bad habit of doing that after I talk to somebody. Carlo Nash, a man who didn't play professional football for eight years but got paid, had forgotten it was was anniversary, it was Valentine's Day, so offered you 50 quid for the rose you had purchased for your then-girlfriend, which was perched on top of your toolbox. Pretty much sums it up, yeah. You turned it down, you said no, though, yeah, yeah? Yeah, and I said no, yes. Oh, you're a hero to us all, Philip. Um, <laughs> so let's go to the big, big question here that we ask all our tradespeople to the stars. Did Gal Platt off Corrie or Man City Stockport and blah, 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 Carlo Nash <laughs> offer to make you, whilst you worked, a well-earned 
cup of tea? It was a no. Oh, oh no! He'll take, take your rose, but he won't make any tea. Oh, That's outrageous. Well. I was offered a glass of orange juice by Carlo Nash, uh, and that was about it. Yeah. Okay, well, he's trying to like crawl that. his way back into your good yeah. books, his old Nash there, isn't he? Typical Nash. Well, I expect that from Carlo, <laughs> yeah. but I do not expect that from the, no. the queen of the street, yeah. Gal Platt. Um, Phil, it's been a real pleasure having you as our tradesperson to the stars. We're going to give you a Roberts Digital Radio for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for what's been a very entertaining story. Give it up for Philip, everybody. There he is. Cheers, thank you. It's not the first time I've said it on the show. Unbelievable, Gail. And yes, it's Dave Berry. The Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Uh, so it's your Tuesday, and I want to start off the show, if I may, uh, with a hot topic. Oh. What do you think of the earbuds that people are wearing that come with their oh, new iPhones? I really liked the idea when they first came out, and I really thought, oh, well, I might find fancy getting some of them. But then when you see people wearing them... I, I start to think otherwise. It reminds me of a period in time when uh, particularly taxi drivers would always have their Bluetooth. Oh, yeah, the headset in. <laughs> They'd you always have it in. You still see a few people right. with that, which is amazingly dated. That technology came out about 15 years ago, <laughs> it I think. Isn't it? But it's, it's like, for me, it's dragging us all into yeah. that zone. Like, yeah, I've never wanted is, to totally. be that person. That person who's like, I have to be connected to my phone at all times in case I get really important <laughs> phone calls. It's like, you're a taxi driver, mate. What's it going to be about? <laughs> Okay, please don't text in, and if you do, just make them out to Matt Dyson. I want to make it very clear. Yeah, I never anyone who still wear those headsets, feel free to get in touch. <laughs> Stir it up, little darling. Anyway, so they've gone even deeper into my bad books today because I was at the gym and I was um, just working on my back and shoulders. You know how bad oh, I yeah. like to just yeah. pop well, in. Well, with out. your muscle memory, it mustn't, it mustn't take much. It's, it's just a little bit like my muscle memory. It's a throwback reference to what Matt just made there, and then when you make it again, boom, we're back in the zone. <laughs> um, anyway, I was I was there on the little pulley thing, and there was a guy who had these the offensive Apple uh, yeah. earbuds in, and one fella he was running at a real pace. He must have had it up to about eleven the, yeah, the running yeah. machine. And he was running at a real pace, and the earbud must have come oh, loose no. because of the sweat. It then hit the running machine, which obviously propelled it at great speed towards me like a white plastic bullet, just avoiding. You know, what is the fortune here, mate? You know, <laughs> He's pointing to his face. He says, he says being on radio again. Um, so I, I nearly got... So these things were bad enough, and now they, they're a hazard to people. I hadn't thought about this happening, but yeah, if they were corded headphones, traditional cord with with cord yeah. headphones, whatever you call them, <laughs> yeah. that wouldn't have happened. Exactly. So technology has nearly injured you. Yeah, it's, they're out to get us, everybody, so be careful. Watch those earbuds. You're listening to the all new and totally fantastic Dave Barry show on Absolute Radio. Uh, now, we have been here all day long because we had legal training uh, this morning. More on that a little later on. But one of the big things the head honcho lawyer pointed out to us was we cannot use the C word on air. But I'm about to use it right now. Christmas, everyone. <laughs> to end your career that's going to be <laughs> <laughs> I mean it would have been quite funny I think I would have laughed uh, so we came in and then just walked and out then, the door and then apologised and then into the sea <laughs> <laughs> no Christmas um, now because we came in at 11 for legal training and we don't come on air until 4pm uh, it meant that we had a, quite a there's another word for it a baggy late morning early afternoon not quite enough to go home. No. So you're in town. Yeah. Um, I went to the gym yesterday, so I didn't go to Virgin Active. I didn't okay. do that. I would like to formally announce on the 15th of November, and I'm going to stand for this. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, David Robert Berry, have done all of my Christmas shopping. All Thank of it? Thank you. Thank you. What do you mean all of it? I've done it all. What? I'm done. I've got one bottle of wine to buy for the in-laws. Oh, no. I haven't even started. How are we feeling about that? I'm oh, feeling oh, quite I annoyed. Thought, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought, quite annoyed. <laughs> it's too early. 
You know, I was expecting a round of applause, but all I've got is looks of anger. Like, like producer Amanda's face is contorted. It's like, ah. you've done what? Um, yeah, I've done it all. Wow. I mean, what, what do you think about Matt? What are you like around Christmas period? Are you kind of guy who just has a baggy afternoon so gets it all done? No. Um, I went to the cinema instead. <laughs> I should have done it. I should have been doing it. Right. But I'm, I'm, more, I'm more one of those guys running around on Christmas Eve kind of guy. I like that. It's exciting. You're running around That's Christmas. the Christmas spirit in my mind. Yeah. Okay, producer Dave? Yeah, I agree with Matt. <laughs> producer Amanda? Yeah, with Matt. I don't need to ask yeah. you. Producer Why James? So, yeah. so organised. No, okay, thumbs how down. How can you be so organised? I mean, how many people, how many presents are we talking here? I've done, I've done mum and dad. I've done my little sister. I've done my two nieces. Uh, I've done everyone. All I've done my one, nan. All in the space of like an hour and a half, two hours? No, I did it, did it in three hours. Yeah. We've got Carnaby Street, Oxford Street, round the corner. I did it, I've done. Well, I'm also, I must admit, more of a fan of doing it online now as well rather than this traditional going to the shop business. Oh, okay. But you went to the shops. I, did, I, I like going to the shops. I'm the kind of guy who goes to the shops. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you, none of you are celebrating this. I feel awful. <laughs> did, you pay, did you pay by cash or contactless? What? Or? The, I can't do anything. <laughs> what kind traditional. of follow-up question is that? <laughs> it's not like you've come from the future. <laughs> We've been using contactless and Apple Pay for about a year. It's not like you've come back from the year 2058 and gone, are you using cash still? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I bartered with them and gave them a shekel and that's how I bought all the Christmas presents, Matt. You're listening to the all-new and totally fantastic Dave Barry Show on Absolute Radio. The Apprentice was on last night, so, as is our tradition, we do the Apprentice Awards today. And I think it's pretty much fair to say, Matt, that it was one of my favourite ever episodes of The Apprentice, full stop, but most definitely the yeah. best of the series. Yeah, it was full-on comedy, wasn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing, and this time, none of it down to Lord Sugar for once. It's better than some sitcoms. I mean, it really is. If you compare that to Mrs Brown's Boys, there is no competition. Oh, I can't really compare anything to Mrs Brown's Boys, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, it, you're absolutely right. I mean, Elizabeth, they could pick Elizabeth up and just put her in Friends and yes. become an even yeah. more legendary well, show. She's like a tall female David Brandt, pretty much, <laughs> isn't she? <laughs> she is. And that's why we're dedicating two of the three awards tonight to the lovely Elizabeth. Uh, and we kick off with the Comedy Guild Writers Award, and uh, this is why she's won. Picture it. Mum comes out of the house. She's got maybe one or two children in tow. She's got a million trillion things going on and her hair's not done properly. She kisses hubby goodbye. She's running to the car. All of a sudden, this goes here, that goes there, the boot goes down, boom, boom, boom. Her life gets in order because she's in a good car. She puts the handbag on the roof of the car. As she drives off, a handbag flicks off the side, but she's on her way to work, ready for the day. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It's funny whether I you like know, it or not. <laughs> I know my comedy, OK? It's funny. Uh, now, Deal with it. our next award goes to uh, things you never thought you'd hear uh, on The Apprentice from the voiceover guy. And if you didn't watch it, there's an amazing story to this. Have a listen. Back in the Norman village. <laughs> That's right. Um, yesterday's episode, uh, by mistake, uh, some of it was filmed in a uh, recreation of a Norman village. It was weird, yeah. A modern car. And that's where they chose to film the advert. Yeah, it was... Uh, it, but why did they not change the location or, or at least attempt <laughs> yeah, to change the, the kind of narrative of the advert they were yeah. pitching in to fit in? Because what we just heard Elizabeth pitch there, they did that, but they just did it in a recreation of a, of a Norman village <laughs> in the middle of Essex. They didn't even think to... <laughs> yeah. it, no, it just was, go around the corner. Do it out of some houses around the corner or something, you know. I tell you Weird. what, when you watch your fired, a lot of these people, and I said this on the show before, you know, they're, they're, they're just guys and girls just trying to get ahead in life. You know, they've got good ideas. They think they've got good ideas. They want the money. There is no way on earth that I would give £250,000 of my money, even if I had it, to any of the finalists or any of the people that are left there now. No way. And the, the recreation of a Norman village just goes to prove that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a bit in it where Elizabeth looked like she was desperately trying to run over a load of geese. <laughs> it was harrowing to watch. Uh, our final awards well it goes to elizabeth once again this time for music producer of the week i've got an idea with the music as well i've got the key i've got the secret and then it goes dum, 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 da, 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 da. it goes like that listen <laughs> stop cut it there and then just go to boom 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 and cut it straight into the boom 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 try it boom 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 is what you go with and then you can take that down and go expando oh oh expando was the name of the car by the yeah, way yeah it's not just using some horrible phrase so i can't emphasize this enough uh they've got a car called expando 
I got the key, I got the secret. And that's all set yeah. in a recreation of a Norman village. Unbelievable. <laughs> Aside for sore eyes, Dave Berry. The Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio. Matt and I haven't got a prayer because we're about to be stitched up on our own radio show. <laughs> So we've just done the Wednesday night takeaway. Well done once again to Alison on winning big. That was great. And, and this is the jingle that we recorded. I just can't wait till Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't know about you, Matt, but I have been dogged with comments about how tone deaf I am for yeah, most too. of my adult yeah, life. Yeah, me too. It, sounded good. it sounds good in your head. But when you hear it back, it doesn't sound how you imagined it to sound. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not good. And apparently there are outtakes of us trying to sing the jingle to um, Wednesday Night Takeaway. We haven't been able to hear these yet. Uh, so it's effectively us in the Absolute Radio vocal booth yeah. um, with producer Dave here guiding us through it. And I'm going to have to press play on my own. Are we ready to be humiliated? Yeah, if you must. <laughs> Shut up, producer Dave. <laughs> OK, here we go. We're recording. So, I just can't, can't wait, wait till Wednesday. 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 Yeah, that's right, I'll give you... I'll just follow my finger. OK. <laughs> Ready? <clears throat> right, two, three, four. I just can't wait till Wednesday. Wednesday. OK, so neither of you oh, well, are following my finger. Though, wasn't it? What? Well, we are <laughs> following finger. We're just following Neither of you are following my Just beat match this around. Speed well, that well, up there. Well, Two, three, four. I just can't oh. wait till <laughs> we're... Oh, sorry. Is it four or two? Or is it but you're on time. Is it two? Uh, no, it is four Saturday, isn't it? Till. Oh, it is till. Right, mate. Till. Two, three, four. I just can't wait till Wednesday. Did you sing Saturday? Saturday. Oh, this isn't going well. I just can't wait till Wednesday. Wednesday. Another day. Another day, another dollar. We're following the finger there. It's wagging finger. Oh, it's so. I've gone so red. It's so humiliating. It really is. You know, if you read Anthony Kiedis' autobiography, he says that he says that he couldn't sing to begin with, and he grew in confidence. We're going to play the Chili Peppers next, just for Matt and I, just so we can believe that one day we can fight our own rock band too. Yeah. Fighting fit. It's Dave Barry. The Dave Barry Show. Absolute Radio. Well, right now, we have to uh, hashtag pray for Matt because you've been so desperately unlucky. Not only did you have legal training at work yesterday, yeah. but now you've had to go to math tuition for toddlers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is at my daughter's school. Well, she's, she's six in a couple of weeks' time, but before they, do, they teach them maths, they think it's a good idea to sit you down and tell you how the next year of maths teaching is going to go. And I sat there for 45 minutes listening to this uh, with, like, a PowerPoint presentation and everything. Parents are heroes, aren't they? Hundreds, tens and units, remember? them i hadn't seen them since primary school so it's nice to, to a vape, remind man. me of them uh but uh, this, is how, <laughs> this is how you remind me of my maths as a child nickel, nickel back the maths remix just what everyone wants to hear <laughs> anyway the main thing that i took from it was um the, the, the thing that's changed is when you're doing your maths homework yeah the teachers their big advice is you know when you're doing the homework and your your children get something wrong you don't tell them you've got it wrong. You're supposed to... Just kick them out, just throw them out straight you, away. No, no, no it says no. celebrate their mistakes. That's what they say. They didn't give me any practical advice on how you celebrate the wording of the celebrations, <laughs> the level of celebrations, because if you're celebrating a mistake, what you and if you celebrate it too much, what are you going to do when they get it right? You have no room left. So what What project, so what you, like, no, six plus two is a nine, but best go up to your room, there's a pony waiting yeah, for you. Yeah, your workings were immense. Well done. Yeah, congratulations. I mean, it's way off, but, but there's brilliantly a done. There's in the garden yeah. for you. There. No, that's not two times six. Yeah, it uh, doesn't matter. We'll get it right the next time. This is it's almost like Roy Walker from Catchphrase, isn't it? It's good, but it's not right. I think oh, he started it. You should take a Roy Walker approach. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Did you have it to the fireworks are going to finish in a moment? <laughs> there they go. Um, thank you. Uh, so that's it. Fireworks and Roy Walker. 
to celebrate mistakes. Okay, and have you had a chance to speak? Are you in a WhatsApp group with other parents? Is this something that you can discuss with them? I was with a couple of other parents, and none of them have any idea about how to celebrate mistake either. So yeah. So you're going to put looking. forward the Roy Walker theory? Yeah, I think it's good. It's good, <laughs> but it's not right. I think that's the way forward. That was a song, and this is another song on the Dave Berry Show on Absolute Radio.